Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15 of the Switch Focus podcast. I'm Andy Corrigan, but sadly neither Ginny nor Andrew are with me right now as we weren't actually due back for another week. But Nintendo, true to their 2017 form, have decided to never let us rest ever and sprung a Nintendo Direct Mini on us the week before our return. So what we've done is individually record our hot takes from the Direct, our highlights, and what we're most looking forward to from the reveals. Before we get into that, however, let's have a quick rundown of the key talking points that were announced. A port of the DS's The World Ends With You is coming to Switch later this year, called The World Ends With You Final Remix. You can use the traditional touchscreen controls or the Joy-Cons, apparently. Uh, next up, two more fighters are coming to Pokémon Tournament DX through DLC, called the Battle Pack. Coming in two waves, Aegislash is part of the first wave, available from January 31st, while Blastoise is coming in the second wave, available on March 23rd. Both come with new support Pokémon, including the likes of Mimikyu, and there's a bunch of battle items as well. We also now have a release date for Kirby Star Allies, that's coming on March 16th. They announced that there's a demo for Dragon Quest Builders available on the eShop right now. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is coming to Switch in spring. It features every map and character from both the Wii U and the 3DS games, and with some new Breath of the Wild skins for Link and Zelda. Mario Tennis Aces was announced, that's coming to Switch in spring too, and it comes with the first proper story mode since the series was on Game Boy Advance. Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Dana is coming to Switch in the summer. Meanwhile, in February, they're releasing a free update to Super Mario Odyssey, which adds a new online mode, which is pretty much a minigame. Hide It mode gives you a short time to hide a balloon in a level. Find It mode gives you 30 seconds to find balloons hidden by other players. This also includes new outfits and camera filters. New fighting game announced in the form of SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Featuring fan favourites from SNK's various series, that's also coming to Switch in the summer. Next up. Donkey Kong is coming to Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle as part of the upcoming story DLC. That'll be available in spring. Payday 2 is getting an exclusive character when it hits Switch on February 27th. A Japanese computer whiz called Joy, who features a cool, changing LED mask. Platformer Fair from Zoink and published by EA is coming on February 16th. Uh, an indie called Celeste hits the Switch on January 25th. This is a platformer that has a completely tailorable difficulty. You can slow things down, make things more challenging, completely up to you. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is making the jump from Wii U to Switch on May 4th, now featuring Funky Kong, uh, a character that's already become a meme. Uh, And he's essentially in easy mode with unlimited moves and the ability to use his surfboard to stand on spikes. And the big one more thing item that was revealed at the end was Dark Souls Remastered is coming to Switch on May 25th. Not quite the trilogy pack that everyone was expecting, but news that made lots of people happy nonetheless. So, with that out of the way, let's find out what our panellists are most excited for from that. Uh, We'll start with someone else's to give you a a little break from my monotone voice. So, hello once again. This is Andrew, also known as Play Critically, with my thoughts on the Nintendo Switch Mini for the Switch Focus podcast. I'm just going to go down the whole list here as fast as I can. Starting off with The World Ends With You, Final Remix. I never played this on the DS, it always looked really interesting, but I'm wondering how a game that was specifically played on the DS and seemed to make a lot of use out of two screens is going to handle on uh, the Switch, especially since the Switch has a widescreen format, whereas the DS was more of a vertical format, which really came in handy for adapting certain arcade titles, but... 
uh, I, I'm just really wondering how this is even going to work. But having said that, even in considering that it includes some kind of bonus campaign or another story or something, uh, reports have come out that they're charging $60 for this thing. And when the original DS game was $40 new and you could easily get it for cheaper than that even today, even if it's an HD update. What are they thinking with $60? It's going to be a no for me at that price. Uh, Pockin Tournament Deluxe Battle Pack. I am interested in Aegis Slash. He was one of my favorite new mons added in X and Y, uh, so I kind of wish he had been in the default game because I'm kind of done with Pockin Tournament and... A couple of extra characters is not going to bring me back. I blew through that game in a single weekend, felt no desire to keep playing, even though there was still a lot of things left to do. But just the AI, the way the AI was built, did not feel conducive towards me playing. It was a very cheap AI system, and I don't really want to play online against other people, so I'm done with pocket Tournament, so pass. Kirby Star Allies. I've been bored with Kirby since Superstar. That was a Super NES game like 20 years ago, so uh, I, I'm looking with a lot of skepticism at Kirby Star Allies, but you know, it, it was hard to tell really what we were looking at with that 30 second clip they showed us. I might come around on it. I might pick it up anyway just so I can play it and say some things about it, but I'm not expecting much from it. Dragon Quest Builders. The demo is now up on the eShop. I've already played through it. Dragon Quest Builders was one of my favorite games of 2016. I I want to recommend that you get it, but if you do get the demo, don't judge the game based on the demo. Because the the start of Dragon Quest Builders is very slow and this demo ends before it introduces all the cool new items you unlock, which really make Dragon Quest Builders stand out from Minecraft. So don't let this slow-paced demo where you don't really get to do much deter you, because this is basically the section you play with the training wheels on, and the game gets a lot more interesting and a lot more fun once they come off. Uh, it, like I said, it was one of my favorite games of 2016. I was really excited when they said it was going to come out for the Switch. I'm really looking forward to playing that next month. Definitely pick that up, and don't judge it based on the demo. Goddess Rubus has spoken. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. On the podcast, I think in at least two episodes, I requested this exact thing. The original Hyrule Warriors game for Wii U, which is a great game, uh, probably spoiled me for Musou, as I have been told, because I haven't actually played the mainline Dynasty Warriors games, but Hyrule Warriors is such a, as I am told, is such a great distillation of the Dynasty Warriors concept, and it has so much extra content, and then they released Hyrule Warriors Legends for the 3DS, which took everything that was in Hyrule Warriors and added even more content on top of it, although they did actually have to really scale back on the graphics, obviously, but also on the AI, where the enemies barely fight back against you in the 3DS version. So I'm really excited to basically have the 3DS version of the game, but on a platform that's powerful enough to really take advantage of everything the game is trying to do with its design. Uh, it's easily my most anticipated game of 2018 right now. I'm going to predict an early March release 
probably it'll come out a year to the day after Breath of the Wild came out. I'm really happy to see Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition coming out because it was something I asked for. It was exactly what I asked for. So, definite yes for me. Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, I got Mario Tennis, the very first Mario Tennis on the Nintendo 64, back when I was in high school or maybe middle school. It was back when I didn't have a lot of money to spend on video games, so when I did buy one, and especially when I bought a new one, I played it a lot. So I played Mario Tennis, I liked it. Uh, It was the first game that introduced Waluigi, uh, who has become a meme since, as I'm sure people are aware of. But I have revisited Mario Tennis on the Nintendo 64 in the past couple years, and I'm wondering how I played it so much, because there isn't... A lot there but this might speak more to the way I play games now where I I play them and I beat them and I'm done but there's nothing in Mario Tennis on the Nintendo 64 really to beat uh, there's just a tournament mode where you play and then you replay it and you replay it and you replay it and there's a few mini games and that's the whole game Mario Tennis Aces has a story mode and I've talked in the past about really enjoying what Camelot has done with the Mario Golf in their RPG games on the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance, which was succeeded by Golf Story, which came out last year and we all played and we all really liked. So I'm very interested to see what Camelot is going to do with a Mario Tennis story mode on a platform as powerful as the Switch. I want to see more, but this is probably going to be a yes for me. Uh, Ease 8. I've been burned by too many JRPGs lately. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was a big disappointment for me. I just, I quit playing it after like 20 hours. I just, I was not into it. I didn't like anything that it was doing. I was annoyed by a lot of the things it was doing. And it's not the first JRPG I've played in, let's say, the past 5 to 10 years. That's left me feeling that way. Ease 8 looks more like the same. Gonna pass. Thanks anyway. Mario Odyssey, Luigi's Balloon World. I'm glad to see them adding something to Mario Odyssey to keep players coming back, especially something like this, which is more of a multiplayer mode, but is more interesting than just the high scores set with the jumping rope and volleyball and all the other minigames that were in there. My concern is I can see this quickly becoming dominated by player-created goals that require mastery over glitches and advanced play techniques that the game doesn't actually teach you. We saw the same thing happen with Super Mario Maker, where you couldn't really play on the higher difficulty levels, quote-unquote, because they were just flooded with maps where if you didn't know all the tricks, you literally could not beat them. So I'm concerned about that, but we'll see. I might check it out. I'm kind of done with Mario Odyssey 2, moving on to other things. SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. Uh, I'm not good at fighters. I don't play them often. I don't know what SNK is, but the graphics and animation look really nice. This will probably be one for Ginny. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle Donkey Kong Jungle DLC. I still haven't finished the Mario and Rabbids main game, uh, but even in that one, I was feeling like, really? I'm this close to the end of the game, and you're still giving me new characters? Now we're getting a DLC world, which is going to introduce yet another new character. Is, is there really enough of a campaign left 
for me to explore with this new character, or are you just adding something else on top of the stack that I'm not going to use, or I'm barely going to get the opportunity to use? I'm skeptical on this one, but I've already paid for it, so I'm going to be playing it. Payday 2. Uh, I'm intrigued by this game idea, but I wonder if a game like this is really going to catch on on the Switch, especially since a lot of people are often playing their Switches away from an active internet connection. Is it going to be worth playing offline? I know that this was made by some Left 4 Dead developers, and Left 4 Dead, as I'm sure we all know by now, is a completely different game when you're playing it with real people versus when you're playing it with bots. I think Payday 2 might run into the same wall. Uh, I'm worried about how much it's going to cost, and also, just speaking personally, games like this, I usually play them for one weekend and then I'm done. I never play them again. So, Payday 2, I'm very iffy on. I might pick it up when it, there's a good sale on it. Feh, or fee, or however you pronounce it. Indies seem to be bringing back 3D platformers in a big way, and aesthetically this looks really awesome. It reminds me a lot of classic Spyro the Dragon. I'm talking the original PlayStation game, which I love a lot. I will definitely be picking Fe up in February. Celeste was one of the first Nintendo indie nindies to be announced. Uh, I was super interested in it at the time, uh, just because it looked like kind of Super Meat Boy, but with a little more of a fantasy interpretation of it, and it looks really hard. Uh, definitely going to pick this one up on day one. Uh, can't guarantee I'm not going to decide I hate it because it's just too hard, but I am interested in it. So hopefully I'll have a good time with it. I'll probably be talking about that in our first episode back next week. And Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I own it on the Wii U. I beat it on the Wii U. I love it. It feels exactly like a Donkey Kong Country game on the Super NES, but obviously made in high definition. This was probably one of the games on the Wii U that was most sorely missed because not many people owned a Wii U, and I think even the few people who owned a Wii U barely bought this game, although it did end up as a player's choice title. So maybe it sold better than I thought, but don't let the name fool you. It's called Tropical Freeze, but this is not nothing but ice worlds. Actually, I think you get to almost the end of the game before you start running into ice levels. So don't let that scare you away if you're like, ooh, ice, no, I've had enough ice levels, thank you, anyway. This is totally a worthy successor of the original Donkey Kong Country. If you are at all into classic 2D platformers, you will definitely like this. It's a definite yes for me, even at full price, and even though I already own it on Wii U, perfectly happy to buy it again. And the Funky Kong mode, that looks like a really clever reimagining of the Super Guide. I know some people were really critical of the Super Guide, uh, the way it was interpreted on the Wii U a lot of the times, especially in Yoshi's Woolly World, where it literally just gave Yoshi wings and you could just fly through the levels. But Funky Kong is making it look like it's a lot of fun, where he's surfing and he can roll as long as he wants, and he can hang in midair because he just hangs out because he's a cool guy. That just looks like a fun and wacky interpretation of the Super Guide. I'm really happy to see them doing that and kind of taking the... The stigma off of the training wheels that is the super guide. So, happy to see that. And lastly, the thing most people are probably excited about, but I'm kind of iffy about, Dark Souls Remastered. I got into Dark Souls super late. Like, I didn't buy it until two years ago, and I didn't play it until just this last summer. I played it for one night for five hours, 
and I just I didn't feel like keeping on playing it. This is a game which people have been gushing about nonstop for five or six years now, however long it's been. Whenever I play games like this, their reputation has always just been built up so high, and then I play it, and it's just like, eh, it's fine. I don't know why you people love this thing so much, but I've only played five hours of it. Maybe I will actually play all of it, and I'll love it too, but I was not impressed by my first day with it, so I just quit playing it because... I was not interested in playing it before, and I continued to not be interested in playing it on my first night in it. But maybe if it's on Switch, I'll be inspired to continue on past the Twin Gargoyle fight, which is as far as I got. Or maybe it'll be like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where I just play it and I'm just like, this is not for me. Thank you anyway. So that covers all of the mini Switch announcements for this mini direct uh all the stuff i'm most excited about are old games that have already been released on the wii u hyrule warriors yes donkey kong country tropical freeze yes dragon quest builders yes oh so much to be excited for 2017 was a phenomenal year for the switch hopefully the 2018 will be a shadow of that because if they've managed to surpass 2017 wow that would be amazing so thank you for joining us on this journey for switch focus podcast i'm going to do our best to continue us on through the whole year if the other two quit i'm going to keep doing it by myself hope you'll listen in okay so it is now my turn to contribute to our Nintendo Direct episode. Um, so similar to Andy, I thought I'd split mine up into the stuff that interested me, the stuff that didn't interest me, aka the stuff I didn't care about at all, and I had an extra section for a special mention. So these are games that I am really, really, really super keen for, and I thought they might do their own little special section because of how amazing I think they're going to be. So I might be being overly optimistic with those special mentions, but let me know what you think of them. Leave us a comment, obviously, on Twitter if you agree or disagree with any of our suggestions. So I'm just going to roll off my list. Um, so first of all, what interested me? So there are a couple of contenders here. Um, for me, I think the prime one in this category is probably The World Ends With You. So for those that are unfamiliar with this game, it was previously a DS game, which is now being redone on the Switch. So it's basically set in Shibuya, and it's kind of like an action RPG, but with incredibly rhythmic elements as well. Um, It looks like it sort of really attempts to recreate the sort of punk teen culture of Shibuya. It looks really atmospheric, and I never actually finished it on the DS. So the Switch, as you all know, is my console for buying games that I have ended up finishing in the future despite previously owning copies so fingers crossed that that trend stays with the world ends with you um my one little concern though is how they're going to integrate all the dual screen combat that was a big part of the ds game so you had to use two screens obviously yet to do things like yell into the ds mic and use a touchscreen for combat um obviously we are a little bit limited when it comes to that on the switch i do know however that the game has had an android play store port so 
Um, I guess I probably will check that out prior to buying the Switch version just to see how they handle the whole single screen thing. Um, if anyone has, a, has any experience with this game on the Android version, give us a shout out. I'd be really keen to hear about how it plays. Otherwise, it's still going to top my list. I love Squeenix and I think it's going to be a great game anyway. Just the aesthetic alone is enough to appeal to me. Um, the other thing that I was really interested in um, were the updates to Pokken and Mario Odyssey. Pokken might be a bit of a dead game to some people, but I ride hard for my Pokemon, obviously. Um, and the new updates um, have new playable Pokemon like Aegislash and Blastoise. And Blastoise is one of the best um, Final Evolution starter Pokemons, in my humble opinion. I was always really, really pro the fire types and the water types, so I am Team Blastoise all the way. Um, and also, there are new support teams. And I think my favorite one is probably Mew and Celebi because A, adorable, B, super powerful. Um, if anyone else out there is still playing Pokemon Pokemon Tournament, I mean, hell yes. I think you would be really excited for this update. There's new cosmetics, which I'm also a huge fan of. It just added a, just added a little bit of content enough to keep me hooked and to keep me playing the game. Um, hopefully this trend continues. Um, another update that is i suppose something that i'm looking forward to basically because it means that there's more content for the game is the super mario odyssey update now disclaimer i couldn't care less about luigi <laughs> but the fact that there's like a new element to it maybe like a new mini game finding all the balloons i'm down for that um i probably have not collected all the power moons i've not been as industrious as andrew has been um, when looking for them during the game but new content's always good, and it's nice to see that games like Pokken and games like Super Mario Odyssey are always getting these little boosts from the team to keep players playing. Um, I know that some people think that it's a bad thing, like, you know, oh, it's the, the, co- the generation of content, games are no longer art. But, I mean, I pay good money for these titles. Um, I enjoy them, and I want to keep myself involved as a player and as a consumer. So yeah, I'm pro all these small updates. There might not be significant updates, but I think that they really do add value for, for people that are still playing and enjoying those particular titles. Um, a standalone title, though, which is probably predictable um, in terms of one that would catch my interest, is Hyrule Warriors. So unlike Andrew, I was not a huge super fan of Hyrule Warriors. Um, you got you guys know that I seemed kind of lukewarm in the last episode when we discussed it, back when we were talking about Fire Emblem Warriors, which I was much more keen on. But um, I think in hindsight, Breath of the Wild has actually reignited my love for Zelda. So I think I will get Hyrule Warriors this time around and actually sink my teeth into it properly. Um, of course, Fire Emblem Warriors will always have my heart, um, not least because of the awesome cosmetics for some of my favorite characters in the franchise. But if the price is right, I will definitely be gunning for Hyrule Warriors, and that will not be a problem for me. So, on a less positive note, however, the stuff that didn't catch my interest, the list is um, probably most of the direct, unfortunately. Um, That includes titles such as Mario Aces, which is a tennis game. Um, All of you already know that I am not a sports person. Um, Sports ball completely lost at me. If you dig sports, power to you. I'm not one of those people. I can't think of anything less interesting to me than a Mario Tennis game. But, I mean, I'm sure it's going to have the market cornered. I just won't be someone that will participate or consume that content. Um, that same sort of train of thought goes for Payday 2. 
I have played Payday 2 previously. I didn't think it was red hot. Um, for those who are not in the know, you kind of carry out heists with a bunch of people and you wear masks and shoot up convenience stores and elderly women. Well, that's one of the missions. I'm obviously clearly oversimplifying. But you do like a bunch of heists, whether it's in a bank, um, whether it's robbing a strip mall, whether it's transporting drugs, robbing a museum, da-da-da. Um, it's kind of like, you know, committing a major crime simulator, which is all well and good. Um, I know lots of people still play this on, on other consoles and that there's still a thriving multiplayer environment for that. Um, I don't know if the Switch version will still, will still see that same popularity, but, um, if it does, it won't be for me. Um, another game, which I don't think I'm going to be that into just in terms of what was announced at the Direct. This might be an unpopular opinion, um, but Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I never played the original. I know, I have to hand in my gamer card, but I never actually played the original. So as such, I have exactly zero um, emotional attachment to to this announcement. Um, I note that there is a really cool monkey with a surfboard, I guess, which seems really great. Um, and I like how, I guess, they're implementing the difficulties, like having that funky mode, which is basically the logic of you being too cool to die. I think it's a good way to look at difficulty and kind of unstigmatizes the whole thing, which we shouldn't have as a culture, by the way, around people playing games on easy mode or assist mode. Um, I'm pro that, but personally, because the game is a dated game and I have no emotional child attachment to the franchise really I don't think I'll be picking it up I mean I like platforming but there are other great platformers out there on the switch so I will be giving this one a miss unless Andrew or Andy heartily convince me otherwise um also um Celeste wasn't really huge um on my on my list I didn't know very much about the title going into it um, and I mean, it looks unique, but I'm sure that there are, um, it just didn't really grab me in that way. Um, which is fine, of course. I'm sure Andy and Andrew would be into it, but not really my thing. Um, there was just so much to announce in this direct that I found it really, really hard to sort of like differentiate what I really, really wanted to spend my money on and what I really wanted to experience and play as a fan. Um, Celeste, I'm sorry you didn't make the cut. Um, but it's not all bad it's not all bad there are some games as I said earlier that I am ridiculously into and those have been given their own little section so drum roll please that is the special mention section hooray so for my special mention section I am going to be extremely predictable some of you who know me well will already know what I'm going to say because it's the one tile that has been omitted very glaringly from the rest of my earlier tirade the game that I am perhaps the most excited for, the most, is SNK Heroes Tag Team Frenzy. So everyone knows that I love Dead or Alive, um, especially Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball 3. Um, and so it is somewhat predictable that I would also love SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. So this game um, basically incorporates, as the name suggests, a bunch of heroines from the SNK franchises. So that's games Metal Slug, Samurai Showdown, and most importantly, King of Fighters. So it's got some of my favorite heroines in there, like Kura Diamond and Mai Shiranui, who are goddesses. So um, it's probably the only other fighting game on the Switch that I will unabashedly love that isn't Pokken. 
because everyone knows that I love Pokemon. This is just the only other title that I have been truly excited for um, on the Switch of this genre. So yes, SK Heroines, please, 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 can't wait for it to come to the Switch and I will definitely snap that up as soon as I can. The other one that I am super into is Dark Souls. So it is going to be a remaster. I know there are a bunch of questions about how it's going to run and we don't really know any of the information yet. However, I'm hopeful. Um, I mean, it's going to look better than how the original ran anyway. And Dark Souls is just a great media game. Again, I never actually clocked um, Dark Souls. So it's going to be an experience for me. Um, I enjoyed it. I think I have not had a great run with games like Neo, which I really, really enjoy, but have just kicked my butt 100%. Um, I found Dark Souls a bit more manageable and that sort of whole gothic Victorian aesthetic really, really, really appealed to me. So Dark Souls, yes, I want to actually finally finish it this time. I love it. And something about games that put you against hilariously huge and imposing bosses just makes me incredibly happy. So yes, Dark Souls also gets my votes as a special mention. And last but not least, FE also looks really good. I never pronounced Fee or FE, but it is a game an exploration game it looks like whereby you sort of explore a forest and you acquaint yourself with your surroundings and everything sort of carried out through like the power of song like the song of nature very Pocahontasy. um everyone knows i'm a huge advocate for games that um are sparse on combat games that sort of try and explore interesting dynamics in other ways apart from fighting and games like fe remind me very strongly of games like Paperbark, which are about exploration and about just the beauty of the wild and beauty of nature and the beauty of animals. So yeah, I think that will be really great for me to experience in my downtime between SNK Heroines and the frustration that is Dark Souls. So yeah, I mean, that's my holy trifecta. SNK Heroines, Tag Team Frenzy, Dark Souls, and FE. So that is my list, I guess. Um, that's my section. Um, no real big surprises for me from the direct. Everything sort of came out that I was expecting to come out. Um, obviously no Animal Crossing, so that was a little bit of a bummer for me. And no announcement for a Fire Emblem game, but I'm happy with what I got and I think Andrew and Andy are as well. So it's fair to say that the internet's been pretty rabid for the Nintendo Direct to come. Uh, and although it came in the form of a mini, which many people weren't expecting. I think it was a good good show overall. Uh, I'm going to start off by going through the things that I'm not that interested in, uh, and then end with the, end on the more positive notes. So uh, there's nothing here that I'm too disappointed with, it's just things that aren't on my radar that I'm going to cover first. First up is the World Ends With You final remix. I tried the DS original last year and it just didn't grab me at all, and I've put it back in the back backlog quite near the bottom. Wasn't overly keen on the touch controls and the story, well very different for this genre, just did nothing for me. I didn't give it enough of a chance, I know, but it's a hard pass for me from now. Uh, Celeste looks like a really cool platformer, a bit like Super Meat Boy, but I really want to see the reaction to it first. The fact that you can tailor the experience to your skill level is like super interesting. Being able to slow it down or make it more difficult if, if you're into that, I think that's a cool thing that we're going to see in many games going forward. But yeah, I'll keep an eye on it. It's not on my must-have radar at this stage. On Super Mario Odyssey's free update, it's nice they're still adding to it at this point. Uh, I just still have way too much to do in that game before I even think about tacked on 
not really multiplayer, but still multiplayer modes, and it's not the sort of activity I'd look to compete in, even if it was there from the off. Payday 2. This is a game I would have loved 10 years ago. I loved and still love tactical shooters, but as I've become less sociable in my old age, I've just got little interest in working together with people online. I appreciate that it exists, I think it's a it's great that the Switch is now getting this type of game, but it's just no longer for me. Maybe with the Switch's lackluster approach to voice chat, it could be worth a risk. I think I'd just rather wait for reviews to find out. The Dragon Quest Builders demo. I own this on Vita already, I've played a couple of hours, and it's not because I didn't enjoy it that I didn't carry on, I just shelved it for stuff I felt was more important at the time. Uh, the reason it's in this part of the list is that I simply already knew it was coming, and I know that I'm probably already going to double dip for it on Switch, and I don't need the demo to find out what it's about. Lastly, and the stuff that didn't grab me, is the new Pokken characters. Uh, I'm super pleased the game is still being supported, uh, but even on Switch I just haven't played enough Pokken to care about it. Maybe I'll rectify that in the coming months. Okay, on to the more positive stuff. This is the things that got me really excited to pick up my Switch in the coming months. Uh, first up is Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. Back, I think, in Episode 7 when we were talking about Fire Emblem Warriors, the conversation for all three of us just kept leaning back to our fondness for Hyrule Warriors and how much we'd like to see that come to the Switch with all the content from the Wii U and the 3DS. And Nintendo delivered. I think I mentioned before on the show that I never really played a, a Musou game before Hyrule Warriors, outside the demo discs anyway, uh, but I'd always been a massive Zelda fan. And have been since I was a child. I Because of that, I took a gamble on Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U originally, and I absolutely adored it. It felt like a great low investment, but no less glorious celebration of the Zelda series. I did buy it again on the 3DS, and it's been on my list to replay, but I'll probably hold off on that for now, and just enjoy the Switch version when it eventually hits. Uh, I'm more than happy to triple dip for this one. Fair. This is the second game to be published by EA on the Switch, and this feels like a much better fit to test the waters than FIFA did. And wow does it look great. It's a gorgeous looking 3D platformer with a wonderfully dark visual style, uh, and it's been billed as a wordless story set in a Nordic forest, where you progress and uncover the story using song to communicate with flora and fauna, uh, as you look to befriend and have them help you. I'm not at all sure how it plays yet, but on the looks and the concept alone, I'm completely sold. Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, now, I wouldn't have been bothered with this at all normally. I always have fun with the Mario sports games, but, you know, they're all pretty much the same. With this, however, they've talked about having a proper story mode with missions and boss battles, uh, and this is something the portable games used to have. Uh, and with how much I recently adored the stitching together of plot and sport and golf story, I'm totally interested to see if this can entertain me in the same way. Colour me interested. With more Mario news, Donkey Kong is going to be starring in the upcoming Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle DLC. I love Mario Plus Rabbids, I've only just finished it over the holidays in fact, uh, and I had thought I'd be done with it, but maybe I could be tempted back in with a proper story DLC. Uh, maybe not a day one, but I'm sure to be keeping my eye on it. Talking of Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country Topical Freeze is coming too, and there's not much to say on it other than that I had a ton of fun with this on the Wii U and would be super happy to revisit. Uh, you know what's funny, although Dark Souls Remastered was also announced in this Direct, there's a good chance that Tropical Freeze is actually the most difficult game that they announced. Uh, of course, they combated this in this new release by adding Funky Kong and his surfboard for infinite attacks and a way to get over spikes, but it's not something I'll seek to use a bunch. I like a challenge, 
But I am interested in seeing how he breaks the game, because surely he's going to, right? SNK Heroines, Tag Team Frenzy. Anyone that knows me knows that I love fighting games a whole lot, despite not playing a lot of Pokken again recently. But I am no longer good at fighting games, but it's never stopped me from buying into them and trying to get better at them. Oddly, SNK's work has always been a bit of a black spot for me, outside of crossovers with Capcom. I never had access to a Neo Geo console, and the games were just not in arcades back in my hometown of Bradford. So, with this, I have this element of discovery about some of these fighters, along with it just simply looking like a whole heap of fun. I don't know why I think that, maybe because it's not taking itself too seriously, but I look forward to giving it a spin. E7, Lacrimosa of Dana, which is a terrible title, and I have no experience with the E-series other than being aware of it being a thing that exists. So I have nothing tangible to base my excitement on other than this is this trailer looks utterly fantastic. Uh, I said in Switch Focus's early lifespan that the system needed a lot more JRPGs, and with several out this year, it looks like they're delivering. Uh, I'm totally interested in the base building and monster hunting elements, and seeing how they balance that. I know it's already available on other formats, but I prefer to play RPGs on handheld over home console every time, just because it's so convenient, it's easier to grind, and yeah, I'm looking forward to trying this one. Uh, another series I've never had much history with, much to the disgust of Ginny, uh, is Kirby. My wife is a huge fan, but I've just never had the interest or chance to try it. This time I think I'm going to give it a go out of no other reason than curiosity. My general understanding is that it's a, a simple, light platformer, and that finishing a Kirby game is relatively easy, but there are layers of challenge to find if you want it, and I'm super interested to see how that's managed. And the big one. Dark Souls Remastered announced for Switch, not quite the trilogy touted by those apparently in the know, but a welcome port nonetheless. Uh, the reason it's so welcome for me is that I've never played the original Dark Souls. My first experience with From Software's games of this design was Bloodborne, where after troubling through nights, it clicked with me in such a way that I ended up playing it through three times in a row, non-stop. Uh, before moving on to the then newly released Dark Souls 2 remaster on PS4, which I also loved but to a slightly lesser extent. The first Dark Souls is widely considered to be the best of that trilogy, and it's for that reason this has shot to the top of my most anticipated list for 2018. And that's it from me. And that concludes our Nintendo Direct bonus episode. Please let us know your thoughts via our usual channels, that's uh, Twitter at SwitchFocusPod, on our Facebook group, or on our website, switchfocuspodcast.com, or even in our new Discord channel, which I'll link to in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, or the show in general, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, it'll really help us get noticed. You can listen and subscribe on Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast services. Also, why not check out our YouTube channel, where we regularly upload the first hour of many of the games we play. And you can also now support us by buying us a coffee. The details are on our website. You can follow the three panellists individually on Twitter, I'm at Flame Roast Toast, Andrew is at Play Critically, and Ginny is at Ginny Woes. (laughs) 